What's up? And welcome to another edition of the Winner Winner podcast, where we talk about player unknowns, battlegrounds, with some degree of competency. My name is Arjuna, and I'm joined today by co-host Tim. Hey, hey. We are missing Robin today. He's actually on his way to Spain as we speak. Like some kind of an asshole. Yeah, some kind. I know. Come Just on. like leaving us cold in the Pacific Northwest to go and drink sangria. Jesus. We should stop talking about Robin. Yeah, what, whatever, Robin. Whatever. But yeah, actually, Robin's in Spain. So if any of you wonderful listeners know cool people in Spain that you'd like to hook him up with, uh, let us know. Send us an email to winnerpodcast at gmail.com or let us know on the Discord. Do we know where in Spain he's at? Exactly? I think he's in Barcelona. Okay. He's probably going to be moving around, but... I think he said he was going to go down to... Uh... Catalonia. I took him to the bus stop and then he called me like five minutes before the bus was going to leave. And he was like, Arjuna, I need you hard. I need my passport. So I had to like rush his passport out. <laughs> it's a, to it's him. a good start. Yeah, it was a good start to the trip. So anyway, so that's, uh, that's the news on Robin. Our work here is done. Uh, no, actually, well, first off, I want to give some Patreon shout outs. We've had a few more donators on Patreon, which is awesome. So shout out to Dusty and Joshua for your contribution. We really appreciate it. And, um, of course you can find our link to the Patreon in our show notes or on our website. And we always appreciate it when you guys contribute. Let's move into some current events in PUBG. So they just kicked out a PC patch. There's an article on Kotaku, which I think sums it up pretty well. The title of the article is PUBG patch tries to fix the game's unpopular new map. Unpopular. Unpopular. So popular for like 48 hours. (laughs) Yeah. Tim, how late did you stay up to play the new map? I think on day one, it released on the Pacific Northwest... I think it showed up at like 2 a.m. Yeah, but didn't didn't you end up having to wait until like 4 a.m. or something? It, no, it was like another half hour, I think, of, of okay. waiting for it to actually be live. And then I probably played two or three rounds on it. Yeah. And then you were just like, this map sucks. Game over. <laughs> it, it didn't take long for me to not love things about the map. Yeah. Yeah. And there are still things that I really don't like about the map. So, uh, Xbox users, you're not really missing out, dudes. Like, yeah, no, not really. Just just enjoy Erangal. You know, we when Erangal comes up in the map rotation these days, we're still usually pretty stoked. I think more stoked. Yeah. 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 It's it's not that Miramar sucks. It's just, it's, it's all kind of a bit samey. Like, everything looks the same. You're like, oh, there's another hill with another yeah. shack on it. This happens to me often on Miramar is when we're in a town that I don't normally go to and I'm not familiar with anyways, but I get I get completely turned around. I don't mm. know which way is north and south. And what I like about Erangal is that I feel like I always know where north is. And so, yeah. um, and that could just be because of repetition and familiarity, but yeah. who knows? Yeah. Well, I think, I think on Miramar, they tried to make, they tried to make it so that like every part of the map would um be relevant like i think they've done a good job of on on erangal there's a lot of concentration of where people land yeah and on miramar it really is spread out and there's more landmarks right you have like the mountain by the the hospital which is very recognizable and you know that that's on the west side of the mountain and like 
so it makes callouts easier too because maybe you can yeah. see um where somebody is but you see the mountain behind them you automatically know you're looking west and like right. that's really helpful and i i don't get that experience on on the other map on, on miramar yeah it's it's true miramar is kind of samey yeah yeah so um what well, so what do they do in this patch they added more buildings and cover across the map to improve the engagement experience so that just means that instead of having a, an empty hillside that you're shooting on you have like a cactus to hide behind oh yeah that sounds great they also added more off-route uh, off-road routes for easier vehicle navigation which i'm really happy I've, about i appreciate that we'll see if they actually work remember yesterday we had a squad game yeah and one of our members was like well as long <laughs> as you don't roll the the truck and immediately after that i rolled the truck yeah down just roll the truck we're all at like a third health oh, yeah fucked up. <laughs> yeah but you know it wasn't your fault tim it was miramar's fault it was yep Yep. Um, they also upgraded the item spawn level of certain areas for loot balancing. So that's kind of nice. Just going to get a little bit better loot across the board. Um, and they also made the, the Radiohead album cover bug. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so when you're in the lobby and you're queuing up for a game in squads, it like, what does it look like, Tim? It's like. Yeah, it looks like a B side to. to to kid a or something yeah yeah it's just got like this sepia toned digital cut up version of half water half land it's actually quite brilliant so maybe um it's kind of a an art art installation yeah yeah just threw at us it's an easter egg it's some yeah some gorilla museum of modern art tom york's come over to the PUBG side of things i'll just take it that way i think it's brilliant yeah inspired me yeah you heard it here first people yeah hopefully they'll fix out that bug because uh we had like four games in a row where we just couldn't even play so um it seemed to affect first person more than third person for us but maybe that was just a coincidence in other news we now have an xbox on this show and that's exciting yeah um although i, I don't actually after having played it i'm not sure excited is the word <laughs> uh you know i'm not in for any of this pc master race bullshit um i don't have any opinions about it either way what i will say is that it's when we all know this it's not the same experience on the xbox that totally. it is on the pc um although i will say the main the main issue that i had really was just adjusting to the controller um i've never really been like a console shooter kind of a person so for me it's kind of counterintuitive doing the whole double joystick thing and um and it made me realize like this game is complicated like there's a lot of you know there's like inventory management i found really difficult on the xbox Uh, and that's a very important part of the game it is like something as simple as like moving your red dot from one gun to another yeah it's like i'm you know i'm sure that you get used to it and you get good at it on the xbox but it was very unintuitive for me learning how to do that is it possible to get mouse and keyboard attachments like attachments yeah. Uh, <laughs> yeah, uh, for your weapons. Yeah, yeah yeah for no for the for the xbox can you use a keyboard and mouse so yes you can um there's there's been rumors actually that they're like gonna have that natively that native functionality so it'll just be plug and play um although the xbox only has one usb port or at least the one that i have does the xbox one huh. so um you know you need something like, that's fancy. the newest xbox right yeah well they have like upgraded versions of it so there's the s and then there's the x 
Oh, God damn it. Yeah, I know. I, I can't keep track of all this <laughs> shit. Uh, thanks, Microsoft. But um, they do have like a like a hub that you can buy. A couple of companies actually make them. And so it's like you plug it into the USB port, and then it has a couple of other USB ports that you plug your mouse and keyboard into. Sure. I mean, can't you just get any kind of off-brand hub, or do, are they Xbox-specific? I, I, I'm not sure about that. Because okay. um, that'd be I, my fucked guess up is if no. it's Xbox-specific. That's like, yeah, come on, guys. Yeah, I I, th- I think you have to get one specifically made. Who knows? Microsoft may be selling their own eventually. Sure. Yeah. But um, it would definitely be. It would feel like cheating to me to do it on the Xbox version. Um, like the the pacing is so different, okay. and I think that the controls are like ninety percent of that. So like looting takes a lot longer. Right. Um, yeah, inventory management slows you down. Um, but the game runs a little does it look better does it i haven't seen you play it on the xbox like what would you say like the frame rate is is nicer like no frame rate's not nicer although it's not as bad as people said it was going to be like apparently it's it's just a solid 30 fps um but i didn't it didn't bother me i mean i regularly get 120 fps on my pc right and so it's it's not as smooth but it's not like herky jerky like it's a pretty solid 30 fps and that makes it a more consistent experience so I, I found i didn't really mind it that much okay yeah i and wonder just if, if just with the mechanics of the game on xbox if having a keyboard and mouse would make would give you that much more of an experience like are you going to get a similar um pc experience just by having those yeah it would be a lot closer i think yeah mm-hmm. um uh, who knows? I mean, maybe, yeah, I don't know. But um, I just found that, like, yeah, the pacing of the game felt a lot slower to me. It felt like people took longer to get looted up. And, you know, firefights are just different. Like, on the PC, there's a lot of just, like, you're dead before you even realize what's happening. <laughs> yeah. Um, there's, you know, firefights on the PC are, like, freaking fast and furious, yes. you know? And on the Xbox, it was not that way, like... I had, you know, I got a number of kills and they were all like a scramble. <laughs> like, okay. you know, like I unloaded my entire uh, S12K mag at someone and they didn't die. Right. And then like I unloaded my entire vector mag at them and they didn't die. And then like I retreated and reloaded both my weapons. And then I unloaded an entire S12K mag again and I finally killed them, you know. And Can't tell was, if that's exciting to me or if that's not exciting. Yeah, it, it was. It was some kind of exciting for sure. Sometimes it's nice just to get that many shots off in a firefight, anyways. Yeah, it did. It actually, I have to say, it actually made the shotguns feel more relevant. Like okay. I hate them in the PC version, sure. but in in this game, it's like, well, it's hard to hit someone anyway. So. Yeah. I just noticed that people were waiting until a lot closer range to engage. Yeah. So, like, on the PC version, you know, I mean, you'll take shots from frickin', you know... 300 meters. Yeah, dude, like, someone with a red dot at 200 meters is, like, trying to pepper you on a hillside, right? Um, That's not happening on the Xbox, as far as I can tell. It's so interesting, because when I started playing... I hadn't played games for a really long time, as you know, and and then I went to a friend's house, and he had um, Overwatch on Xbox, Mm -hmm. and I got sucked into it pretty quickly mm-hmm. uh, because i typically play shooters um and then i didn't play it for a while and since we got our rig set up here in the house and i started playing overwatch on the computer like it's worlds different 
and I got pretty good at it on the Xbox, but I think that, I don't know, I encourage these Xbox players to try the game on a PC, or at least with a keyboard and mouse, mm. and see if that changes your experience. Mm. Yeah, it's it's very different, I'll say that. Yeah. yeah the pacing is very different. Because the controllers for shooters, um, with the joysticks, that's it's just not as intuitive, I think. Yeah. It, yeah i i don't know i mean i i'm not trying to start a flame war here certainly but <laughs> yeah let's not yeah. bring yeah i just suffice it to say it's a very different experience so yeah i'm gonna continue playing on the xbox uh I, you know i just probably got like two or three hours total so i definitely can't speak authoritatively um so yeah, I'll keep working on that but maybe i'll try around too yeah man give yeah. it a try you know see go back in time exactly Uh, I haven't given a show overview yet. So um, today, what we're going to be doing on this show is uh, our weapon highlight is we're going to talk about the Mini 14 versus the SKS, which I'm really excited about, Uh, both designated marksman rifles. And then uh, for our location highlight, we're going to talk about Milta on Erangal. And for our main topic, we're going to be talking about squad communication and callouts. So... A lot of good stuff here for you. Uh, let's hop right into our weapon highlight, Tim. Let's do it. So, yeah, today we're comparing the Mini-14 and the SKS. These are the two DMR-designated marksman rifles that you can find um, just kind of anywhere on both of the maps. And they are, they're clearly different weapons, but they're similar enough that I thought it would be interesting to compare them. Yes. Yeah. So... Um, Let's start with the SKS. Uh, this is this is one of my favorite weapons in the game. What about you, Tim? Um, yeah, agreed. It's yeah. it's a weapon that I will never. I, I would I would say it's a weapon I would never pass up. Yeah, I you know the only time I would pass up an SKS is uh, I've been kind of coming around to the Car ninety eight or like the you know better versions like the M two four and stuff. Um, but if if I'm in the mood for a semi-auto sniper, it's it's going to be the SKS. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So why why is that? Why do I like the SKS so much? Um, for starters, it hits pretty hard. Um, it does. Now, now these are old numbers. We don't we haven't had like an update in the actual stats um, of the game for a while. So these are old numbers, but um, they still feel kind of intuitively right to me. The SKS uh, does about 55 damage, which is uh, it's substantially higher than the Mini-14, which does 44 damage. So it's about 25% more damage. And it's also about, you know, 15 more damage than like, your, like an M16 or your average 5 mil assault rifle. Uh-huh. So it hits pretty hard, and it also has a body. It has a high body impact power as well of twenty thousand. Mm. So that's about that's roughly twice the impact power of the AK, and it's like it's like seven times higher than the impact power of the M4. Okay. And what this means is just um, the kind of the jostling that you get when you get hit by the gun. Um, which can make a really big difference in a firefight. You know, so the takeaway from this is the SKS hits hard. And that's been my experience in game is I just find that people just tend to drop pretty quickly when I'm hitting them with the SKS. Yeah, when I hear an SKS firing at me in the distance, um, 
I, I get immediately a little panicked. <laughs> if I hear a mini firing at me in the distance, I feel like I can probably run away safely. Um, a lot of it, too, is I think the fire rate. Like, with the mini, you can pop off a lot of shots, and so you will pop off a lot of shots. Right. And a lot of right. those shots might not be super accurate. Uh, right. Whereas the SKS, you're going to shoot a little bit slower. You're going to take each shot a little bit more um, intently. Yeah. Um, at least that's how I that's how I play those guns differently. Is yeah. Each SKS shot is going to be a little more calculated than my mini shots. Well, that's a good point. And, and that highlights the fact that the SKS definitely has worse recoil yeah. um, in both horizontal and vertical. So it's it's a bit of a yeah it's a bit of a bucking bronco. Um, it's hard to spam shots with the SKS, um, and I agree with you, Tim. I'm definitely a bit more measured in in my shots with the SKS. Um, so yeah yeah let's let's talk a little bit about the Mini 14. Um, so the Mini 14, I, I mean, one of the main selling points of the Mini really is and always has been the the controlled fire. Oh yeah. Um, and it is stable. It's it's very stable. Um, I do like that about it. Having said that, you know, I don't feel like I necessarily land more shots with the Mini than I do with the SKS. Okay. And maybe it's just that I'm not good at, like, spamming with a four-time scope. Uh-huh. You know, I think, like, if that's a skill set that you have, then you're going to have an edge with the Mini. Yeah, it's and I did it yesterday with the Mini. Mm-hmm. Um, and I shot into a window and i found that the person um i was able to put three bullets in that person before they were able to look away you know because i just spammed at him nice um and the you know the mini is deadly accurate yeah you know and with a compensator on it like if you have relatively decent aim at all you're probably going to hit your target Mm -hmm. uh, with if they're in the right distance Mm -hmm. um yeah i definitely miss more often with the sks i think uh, yeah, I would probably say that too for myself. Yeah. Um, and part of the reason for that is actually the um, the bullet speed. Yeah. So the bullet speed of the mini is about twenty percent faster than the SKS. So that's that's substantial, and you need to lead your targets less with the mini as well, um, which is a good thing to know. The mini also does have a, fa- a higher fire rate than the SKS does. It's about 10% faster. And we're talking like fractions of a second here, so it's probably not going to make that big of a difference. Um, You can fire about 10 bullets from the mini per second, whereas with the SKS, it's a little less. Wow. So, um, and that, that brings up one of the points that both of these weapons are actually surprisingly useful at close to mid range as well. Yeah. So, you know, like I've had plenty of like, um, actually I was, Tim, I was playing with you a few nights ago and I got a squad wipe and they were all, it was in a building and all of them were close range fights and three of those people I downed with an SKS. Yep. It's, it's definitely, I would rather have an SKS in close range than a car 98. (laughs) That's for sure. You know? (laughs) Um, Yep. Yeah. Um, so yeah, don't don't be afraid to just slap a red dot on either of these weapons and just liquidate people at close range. That they're, they're really good for that. Um, so they're very uh, both very versatile, which I like. One area in which the mini is decisively ahead of the SKS is that it has a larger starting magazine. Uh-huh. So you know it's twenty bullets on the mini versus ten 
for the SKS. And that sucks. Like a magazine of 10 is just not big enough for the SKS, you know? So you're, you're going to want to get an extended mag pronto when you have an SKS. Um, I, you know, I think 20, 20 is like a reasonable amount. If you can't get it done in 20 bullets, then <laughs> it's, it's not the mag's fault, in my opinion. 10's a little, yeah. it's a little restricted. Uh, being able to add a cheek pad, uh, being able to add a foregrip makes the SKS, if anything, a little bit more fun to have. Mm. Uh, it gives you another element of the game. Mm. I um, agree. However, as far as automatic weapons go, I do like 5mm weapons better than I like the 7mm weapons. Right. Um, and so, and I find it more convenient to just sort of match my ammo. Um, yeah. Um, so a lot of the times I'll be, you know, I'll pick up an M4 um, and I, it's nice to have a mini that goes along with it. I know, I know that you don't love the sound as much, but I prefer the minis. Uh, <laughs> I prefer the sound of the mini for some reason than I do the SKS. Really? Yeah. Oh, the mini, the sound of the mini just, it's, it's like a chopstick in my ear. Like it just drives <laughs> me nuts. It's like, I don't ting, know ting, why, ting, but ting. I just feel, it feels very satisfying to hear. Mm. Nah, man, I love that SKS, just that. <laughs> oh, it's very, yeah, it's gutsy. Yeah. You, you feel it in your taint. You know? <laughs> so um, anyway, yeah, that's that's the SKS versus the Mini. Um, I would love to hear your thoughts about it. Uh, but, you know, you can email us or let us know in our Discord channel. It'd be interesting to see who we have on Team SKS versus Team Mini. Well, how about bottom line, Arjuna? Which one are you? Oh, I'm SKS all the way. Okay, okay, cool. Yeah. What about um, you? Yeah, I would probably say this. <laughs> Fuck a mini. I th- I think we were all a little enamored with the mini when it first came out. Oh like, yeah, dude, we're always know. that's. I mean, that's just the nature of us as people, anyways. Exactly. Oh, a new thing. Cool. Let's hang on to that for three days and then we hate it. Yeah, but you know the what it comes down to for me is just this simple is that I find that when I tend to shoot at people with the SKS, they tend to go down. And when I tend to shoot at people with the mini, they tend to not go down. <laughs> that's that, pretty, yeah, okay. That's, that's kind of the bottom line for me. Yeah. So, Makes you know, sense. I can, I can try to pass that out, but that's just the simple terms of it. Maybe so, you're just better with the S. Maybe it's a personal thing. Maybe, maybe it's just fits my play style. That yeah. could definitely be it. Totally. You know? I like to line up my shots. Um, so cool. All right. Well, uh, that'll conclude our weapons segment. Let's talk about Milta. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. So Arjuna and I have a fun history with Milta. We're, we do. It's, yeah. It was uh, when we started playing duos together, uh, Milta was our spot. We would go there and we would have a lot of fun. Um, we would clear it pretty occasionally. <laughs> <laughs> pretty occasionally. Yeah. Um, <laughs> But yeah, it, it I think was... that we had a routine at least. I feel like I'm changing my routine in Milta. Yeah. Um, You're tending to drop south. Now right? I'm tending to drop south. And the reason yeah. I'm tending to drop south is because I have an extra escape route being mm. the ocean. And mm-hmm. I feel like, you know, sometimes it's been, it, Milta will get hot, like three squads, four squads jumping in there, including us. Yeah. And um, sometimes you know what like it's fun to do that but a lot of the times i kind of want to stay alive and win the game yeah um you can you know read the initial drop of the of the airplane line and say oh it might actually be safe to get a boat and go to novo and nobody's going to catch you 
if yeah. you hit the south end. Um, grab that vehicle, spawn in the middle of town, and hit the power plant or something. Like, there's plenty of ways to get out of Milta if you're just mm-hmm. not feeling it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, which is really nice. It's And, you know, that's one of my favorite things about Milta is that you have options. Um, there's and- a few rooftops you can land on. Like, I, I, it, there, it's a great place to engage in all those squads if you actually do want to stick it out, too. Right, right, yeah. So I'll, I'll just give a quick overview of Milta. It's, um, you know, it's a town, it's kind of, it's near the middle of the map, but it's a little bit southeast. Uh, and this is Arangal, of course. And um, it has a road running right through the middle of it, east to west. And um, there's a warehouse on the western side of town, uh, northwestern side of town. And... Um, it's just it's i find it to be very well situated as a starting drop i just feel like you can get to all of the places that you might need to go fairly easily from milta from just right from milta Uh so so that's yeah like you were saying the boat spawn is great there's a garage in the middle of town they got a diner yeah there's a diner i love a town with a good greasy spoon you know good greasy spoon it's you know it's it's a fun place to just kick up and hang out yeah there's a beach there's a beach as babes <laughs> I, i've never run into babes in milta myself uh, well you're not looking in the right place yeah, yeah i'm just i'm i'm just too busy shooting people in the face they're at the that's, diner getting chicken and waffles that's <laughs> best chicken waffles on Aragon. Oh, exactly milta although uh, i'm sure Savani would would uh oh you think sveb's got a better brunch uh, you know, th- this this is going to be our next episode. Who's got the best brunch on Erangel? Best best brunch on Erangel. Yeah, I'm probably going to stay with Milta, man. Yeah, you think it's, it's, it's Milta? It's a homely little town. Yeah, I'm I'm gonna I'm gonna give the Northerners some cred and, and say that <laughs> Sev's got a better diner. But uh, let us know what you think, <laughs> listeners. <laughs> um, so yeah, I tend to land North Town, and it's just because I'm greedy. Um, I like that warehouse loot. That's almost always where I land. Um, little thing I like to do is I'll hit the warehouse, and then there's a garage right to the north of that I'll hit, and then I'll try to work my way in east towards the diner, which probably has the second best loot in town. Um, but you know, that's definitely there are usually other greedy fucks who have the same idea. So oh, yeah, it's a more risky. Plan. I think Tim's game plan of landing on the south side of the street is uh, it's definitely the safer plan from my experience. Right. Um, although I will say one of the shitty things about the south side of town is that you have these like large expanses of field that you have to cover if you land there. This is what I like about that. Though, ah, okay. Is that if I'm able to get it, uh, there's there's one rooftop and and several you know multi-story buildings on the south side with windows in all directions if i can land in in one and and grab a weapon i can look at that field and people are very likely to be running from that field um there's a north to west west road uh, i'm sorry north to south road on the west side of milta that has a line of houses just before the bridge to the south island Mm. and a lot of times people will drop there and move into Milta through that field. I've seen it dozens of times mm, okay. um, because they kind of want to use those buildings as cover from the northern side of Milta um, instead of running along the road. That's a high, it's a high chance that you're going to knock out some squads in that field mm, from nice. a window. Um, and you can still see the north side of town and make some call outs and try to find the other squads as well. Right, right. 
So, yeah, uh, you know, conversely, though, I've had times like especially in solos, for example, I've had times when I dropped South Milta and then I'd like loot a couple of buildings and then I'd look around me and I'd be like, fuck, like I have a hundred yards in every direction with no cover. Uh-huh. Yeah. So that's just something to think about. You know, if you're dropping on that side of town, just know that you might have to cover some distance. You know, whereas the north side of town is pretty dense, you can hop from house to house and, and uh, there are a lot of walls. Uh, you can take cover pretty easily. Uh, that's one thing I've, I've noticed a lot about Milta. There's a lot of walls in Milta. There are along so, the road as well, which is kind of yeah. nice. Um, yeah. Yeah. Through each block basically of homes or houses yeah Yeah, like it's like pretty much every little block has a wall on it you have like a line of of roadblocks in the street itself like there's like a median kind of thing yeah um yeah i don't know it's a fun place it's a great place to engage in enemies and it is. I think it's it's a little bit like Razak in that it's like there's so much variety in the kinds of fights you can have there that right. I think it's a good place to kind of train up, you know? Especially if you're if you're like a little scared to drop in a place like Razak, then Milta can be a good it's like a little bit lower on the on the hot scale. Exactly. And you know, yep, which because is nice. you can get yourself out of there. Um and yeah. yeah. Um, so, uh, a few other th- nice things about Milta, you know, it's obviously close to the Milta power complex and that's like one of the best loot spots in the game. So like something that we did, for example, we were dropping Milta the other night and what would often happen is that the plane would maybe, um, be more on the West side of the Island and we would do a long drop East to Milta. And then what you can do is if you're quick, you can grab a vehicle and just head right out to Milta Power. And if you have like both the the big power complex and then the smaller complex to the west to yourself, you're going to get great loot. Um, so that's the thing you can do. Or, you know, even better, like if you drop in Milta and you're the only person there and the plane was west, then you can hit Milta and then go on to Milta Power. Totally. Which is what we were doing yesterday. And it it worked out really nicely. Yeah, we. I think we got a chicken dinner That was dinner our one, that round. one dinner of the evening. But yeah, yeah, I know. So um, that's a cool thing you can do. Another thing you can do is if if you had a more eastern drop and you know you saw shoots over the power complex, you can actually camp in Milta because a lot of times what will happen is the circle will end west, and so people dropping at at Milta Power will have to head west. And the, the terrain to the north sucks. Like the wood camp and stuff is so awful that people will often have, they'll be forced to drive through Milta um, to get to where they need to go. And I've, I mean, I've died so many times coming from Milta Power, driving through Milta and getting sniped. Yeah, I have too. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, it's a really common thing. If you're going to do that path... Um, I would probably suggest that you hit the fields just north of Milta. Um, that's probably the, the easiest way to get through that part of town and gives you the highest chance. Yeah. Or maybe like right at the base of those hills just north of Milta, like yeah. you can kind of get a little tree cover. It's also a good place to, to kind of bridge troll. Yes. It's yeah. perfect for that. You can you can do that from Milta. Um, right get the people coming from the northern spot down the road yeah before they make it to the bridge you know kind of unexpectedly that's true yeah 
Yeah, I I definitely find people like to camp and troll from Milta a lot, so that's definitely something to be aware of. Um, and likewise, like if you're hitting, if if you're come, you know, let's say you're coming from Milta Power and you want to get a boat, just be aware that there's probably someone in Milta who's going to be watching the beach trying to snipe people with that idea. So yeah. it's good to know about. Cool. Well, so, overall, I would say that I am pro Milta and, yeah. and liking it more. I think we neglected it for a long time now. Yeah, we did. Yeah. Yeah, I think we neglected it because the loot is just kind of so-so. Yeah. Um, and, you know, sometimes you get greedy or, you know, it's it feels a little more exciting to drop at the hospital or something like that. Totally. But uh, Milta, it's just a real solid drop. Yeah. And I would especially recommend it for people who are still getting used to the game. Yeah, agreed. Yeah. Cool, which uh, brings us to our main topic here, which is callouts and communication. A personal favorite of mine. Yeah, so Tim, you suggested this topic. Do you want to give us a little preamble about it? I just think it changes everything um, based on how you communicate in the game. Now, we, you and I have been playing with different people uh, a little more often. We were playing with the same squad for most of the time. Mm. And I think that it's it really does help when you have a pretty um, recognizable way to communicate with your squad. Um, mm-hmm. If it makes sense when somebody says over there behind that tree, then go with <laughs> it. But like, to be honest, I feel like I have a very specific way to call things out. And I feel like, and tell me if I'm wrong, I feel like I'm really good at calling out mm. and, and being consistent as to the way I call out things. You are. No, that, that's a strength of yours for sure. Well, thank you. Yeah. I wasn't fishing for that compliment. <laughs> no, I not did. at all. <laughs> um, so, and, and I'll give you an example of how I call out. Um, if we're in, together in a squad and I see an enemy... Um, I say either I see a person or I say movement. Those are the first words that I will say. The second word that I will say will be the direction coordinate. So 130, whatever. Um, right, or, and, or due south, right. Well, that's what I say after the direction. Mm, okay. Um, I feel like giving both the, the coordinate, like the number coordinate and the directional coordinate helps people spot that person quicker. Mm, good um, call. So if I say... Uh, I see movement 180 degrees uh, in the western, or what, whatever, I don't know which one 180 is, so I'm just not going <laughs> to yeah. be okay. But yeah. uh, number, direction, um, and then if I have the time or if there's something recognizable, a landmark. And mm. um, that's going to help people find them per- that person so much quicker. And I try to stick to that call-outs format. Yeah. Um, it just helps. Um, you know, other things that you can make sure to talk about, uh, how many people are there? Are they in a squad? Is one of them prone? Are they behind a thing? Are they running? You know, which direction are they running to? Mm. Um, I will have to say I'm really bad at measuring distance. So mm. Um, mm-hmm. I have a hard time saying 100 meters and feeling confident about that. So I'm not right. quite sure how far things are. Right. That That's a very important thing to know, though, is how close they are. Yeah. Uh, it kind of gives your squad, like, they're like, oh, do I need to switch to my M4? Or, you yep. know, do I need to switch to my sniper? Right. What what kind of, you know, should I be expecting to get grenaded? Um, or should I be watching out to get headshot? You know, it's... Um, uh-huh. yep. Yeah, and I find that oftentimes just a very vague notion of how far away they are is, is helpful. So, like, 
if you're like right fucking here, you know, like oftentimes people be like right on me, right? Yeah. Um, or you'll say like way far out. They'll be like, oh, they're like, you know, clear on the other clear. side of those hills. And then anything in between is usually just, you know, just, just throw it. You just be like 100 or 200 meters. It's not like someone's going to be getting out their yardstick and measure, you know, it's like, <laughs> I think it's, it's kind of like, cl- you know, close, mid, long, right? Yeah. So and kind of- I think that is, that's a good point because sometimes when I'm calculating distance, I take too much time to do that. Like right. I look at my mini right. map and I'm counting squares or like I look at the main map and I got to zoom in and I'm counting squares and really ultimately it's not going to do that much good mm-hmm. if I know exactly how far away that person is mm-hmm. um, where it's so much easier to say like there's a person in that direction behind that object and yeah. it gets to the point it's happened many times where somebody says which one you know which rock is he behind and mm. and at that point it's kind of like you know what <laughs> <laughs> yeah just just keep watching bro. yeah you, you know, know just look in that direction or look in yeah. another direction and see if anyone else is coming but yeah like, yeah it's tough that's true i mean you know you can i've seen people get specific and it can be a good thing to work on um it, it definitely play to your strengths here so if yes. you're just not if you're gonna suck at it then <laughs> don't confuse your team with it I think it's more about just like getting specific as quickly as possible. Right. Exactly. Is the way to call things out. Right. Yeah. So, yeah, I'll just, I'll say it again, um, just because it's so important. Um, We want to know degrees. We want to know which general direction that is. Um, We want to know any major landmarks that they're near. We want to know the direction they're moving in, if they're moving. Right. Totally. And a lot of those things can be relative. So, for example, if you're, you know, if you're not sure, like, okay, I'm facing south, but this person's running kind of towards us. What direction is that? Don't worry about that. Just say they're running towards us. Uh Or if, if your whole squad is in one place, then you can say they're south and they're moving left, right? Mm -hmm. The problem with using left and right is that um, it's so situational? It's so situational, so it can it can actually really mess up people if you're saying to the left, to the left. But yes. if they're facing in the other direction, yes. then their left is opposite from yours. That is my biggest. Um, that's the thing I hate the most is left <laughs> and, using the words left and right when it's truly not left or right. Right. Um, right. I just I because and I honestly if somebody in my squad has said says to the left of that tree I just don't even do anything I just, <laughs> just don't I just do my own thing at that point because it's like I'm not you. going to, to it's not going to work yeah so yeah I I will use left and right occasionally but I'm very careful to make sure that I know where my teammates are looking to, right yeah that's good. so like if I've called someone out and my teammates have acknowledged that they see them and that they know where they are, then I'll say there's another one to the left of that rock or whatever, right? But um, yeah, definitely you need to establish more precise measurements first and you need to have acknowledgement from your teammates first. Acknowledgement is a lot, I think. Yes. Um, And that's if you want to have a good squad experience. Right. Let's be honest, but um, it's... It's all, you know, when to engage an enemy, I think, 
um, I think you need to have at least one member of your squad say that it's okay. Um, most of the time, yeah. Yeah, most exactly. of the time. I, I, you know, and I'm trying to get better at it too. I find myself to be a bit trigger happy um, when I see a running guy, and it's just like, well, he's running, so he's not going to stop and shoot me. Well, I'm wrong about that. He always stops and shoots me, and he kills me. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so, so I need to be, you know, say, hey, you know, he's probably 200 meters out. I have a shot. And I kind of always want somebody to say, don't take it. (laughs) 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 Well, I think that's a really important point. I want to make sure that acknowledgement gets the attention it deserves. So it's really important to, yeah, just tell your teammate that you've seen someone, right? Mm -hmm. Or if you don't see them, tell your teammate that you don't see them. Right. And that's a really crucial part of of the whole process um, because... You know, maybe you need to keep telling them, you know, maybe they just need more information or, you know, what it tells you is if I start firing at this person, I'm going to be the only person. Right. Exactly. And then let's, you know, if they spin around and headshot me, then my team might not know where they are and we'll be at a disadvantage. Right. So. um, So, yeah, acknowledgement's really important. Um, I, I think generally i just prefer over communication to under communication in this game Uh so like in the heat of the moment no one's really gonna unless you're just really annoying about it but no one's gonna complain if you're just calling out everything that's happening right (laughs) if you know if the whole squad's watching a guy and you're like he's moving left it's like well of course they can all see he's moving left but they're also not really worrying about what you're saying they're just trying to kill the person right true so it's a lot better to communicate a little more than you need to than to not communicate enough, right? Yeah. Um, um, yeah, that includes um, letting us know when you're jumping out of a window. <laughs> yes. So we know that pane of glass is not us. Um, yes, definitely. That happened to us uh, last night. I think we were at the um, whatever compound north of Yeah, El Azahar. Yeah, and... Um, damn dude somebody just like came through a window and i thought it was a teammate looting and he just nailed me right um yeah and so yeah that was really a bummer yeah more communication just you know or even just running up to someone's building it's good to say i'm coming up on yeah you. i'm yeah. entering your building right yeah um just a or you really... can always say i'm coming on you and then we can all have a good laugh <laughs> yeah that happens about <laughs> once a night you know <laughs> So, so yeah, um, but I, I really like this point that you bring, Tim, about, like, being careful about engaging, yeah. you know? Like, don't, don't just pop off the shots. Like, it's almost, think about it this way. If, if you see someone and you just start shooting at them right away, you might get a few more shots off, like, in the first couple seconds, right? But imagine if you spent those seconds getting your entire squad to look at that person. Yeah. Then you have four people shooting them at once. Or to be positioned to get a better shot when you do engaged. Right, yeah. right. So I think it's worth sacrificing that initial moment of like getting the jump on someone yeah. to get your entire squad. Because this is what I keep learning in this game time and time again, is that the better your squad is coordinated, the better you do. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Some of the best games we've had where the entire squad is is at the end of the match and we win is because we were all very tight. We were 
rounding the corners together. We were in buildings no more than one building apart from each other. Um, we're grabbing vehicles at the same time. We're moving to a new space at the same time. Um, that makes the best round. It does. Yeah. Yeah, 100%. Like, the games that we lose are always the games where, like, you know, some teammates being a jackass and they try something heroic and they get killed immediately. Yeah. Or, like, yeah, we're not communicating. Or we're all fighting different squads at the same time. <laughs> yeah. That's all. I mean, and it. the funny thing is it sounds so obviously bad when you talk about it, right? But, like, in the moment, it's really easy to just get caught up into thinking it's a good idea. True. I mean, and, and sometimes it's just plain old fun. Sometimes yeah, it's just plain true. old fun to run off and go try that's to find true. a fight. Yeah. Um, but if your goal is to be good and win the game, if your goal is to get a lot of kills, mm-hmm. um, I guess that's that's how you're going to change the dynamics of your squad. Yeah. That's, that's exactly... Yeah, you summed it up really well. Yeah. Yeah. So just, you know... Um, yeah, be aware of what kind of game you're trying to play and tell your team if you're going to be stupid, right? Sure. Yeah. Hey, I'm gonna hey go guys, I'm off. about to try something really stupid, right? Um, Which honestly has has been said in our squads yeah, before. Um, yeah. I think Robin says it the most. <laughs> I think Robin doesn't say it the most as oh, well. okay. <laughs> it's like, oh, I'm going to try to land this motorcycle uh, in this strange place. It's like, fine, I don't care. <laughs> I think Robin tells me about 50% of the stupid things he's about to do that are going to kill me. <laughs> <laughs> which is better than you know that's that's a good start yeah right? so uh let's see a few other things that you should tell your teammates about um if you get knocked out um tell them how quickly you're dying so actually this, here's a good oh yeah go ahead and I'll, I'll follow up on that cool yeah 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 so um you know a lot of times if my teammate gets knocked, I assume that I have like, you know, the full 30 seconds or whatever to revive him, however long it takes when you to get that first knockout back up. But sometimes you've been knocked out multiple times and you're bleeding out faster. Or sometimes, I haven't exactly figured out why this is, but if you take more damage, like maybe someone got a really gnarly headshot on you or something, then you'll bleed out quicker from that as well. So, um, that's really important. Like if you get knocked out, just pay close attention to your health bar and how fast it's draining. And if, if you're going to be dead in 10 seconds, you need to put some urgency behind it. Like you need to be like, I'm dying right now. You need to get me right now. Cause oftentimes I don't immediately move on a knocked teammate. If I feel like I need to keep fighting. Sure. And sometimes it's just not the right thing to do to pick up your teammate immediately. But if they're bleeding out fast, you can make different decisions based I on think, it. Yeah, I, I, I also think telling your teammates if you're safe to be revived at all. Yes. It's it's pretty easy to say I need to be I need to get up, but it's also more important to say don't come and get me because you're going to die. Right. And just be okay with the fact that you're probably going to get shot to death. Yeah. So, yeah, um, I'm knocked out. I'm not safe. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So like, like, that's really important too, because otherwise you're just going to have your entire squad killed. That's it. Exactly. And again, like it's a great opportunity for call outs. Like I got knocked They're South. They got a headshot with a car 98. Uh, I'm safe now. I'm behind this tree. You should be fine. Right. That's a great series of call outs. Sure. Yeah. Like a bad series of call outs is like, 
oh my god i'm knocked come get me come get me come get me right <laughs> yeah. and then like you know your teammates like dude i just got headshot by a car 98 like yeah. what, what the fuck's going on it's like oh yeah he was actually right in front of me <laughs> yeah so exactly yeah other good call outs are just loot hey guys i'm dropping some fog grips or I'm seeing a lot of red dots. Does anyone need one? You know what I miss that we used to do mm. is the cash pile. <laughs> yeah. We don't really do that anymore. And this was when we were hitting bigger city. We were hitting Pachinki often for this one. We were hitting Sev or like um, uh, maybe Novo or, you know, but um, we would designate a building and put a marker on it and say, this is where you drop stuff you don't need. Yeah. And then just have everything on the floor, all the attachments, all the ammo that you picked up that you didn't need. Um, and it was usually central. And then people could just run back there, drop off their this and that, and pick up mm-hmm. other stuff. That actually worked out really nicely. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, we kind of stopped doing that. Yeah, it's true. Yeah, I don't know exactly why we stopped doing it. It's a really good idea, especially if you're about to leave a place and you've all been looting. Just yeah, and it's just nice to, you know, keep your inventory low enough to where you can co- keep collecting more stuff. And, right. Um, but yeah, obviously right. there's only specific situations when you want to do that if you're not being flooded with other squads and yeah. such. Yeah, that's a really good point. Uh, speaking of markers, it's another excellent tool to use when you're giving callouts, right? So you're like... Um, they're shooting me from this building and if you just if you're like building on blue marker right then people know exactly what you're talking about and you know you might not have time to do that but if you do then that's another thing that can really help or you can just say approximately you know i i estimate that i saw people on this hillside on yellow marker right that's a really helpful thing um i want to maybe quickly look up something but i'm thinking about calling out the types of buildings that people are in yes and maybe having with your squad or just some general way to call out those buildings because um there are a lot of let's we can talk about erangal specifically um mm-hmm. uh, two-story red building totally that's a good call out for really that specific one. building colors like colors are so helpful in this game yeah right because there's usually not two buildings that look exactly the same next to each other. Yeah. So, like, yeah, blue one-story. Um, red three-story. Right. Uh, or, or satellite roof building. Satellite building. Right. I, I like that call-out. We use that one a lot. Exactly. Um, also, some of the buildings are vague. Uh, there's garage, right? We all know that the building's yeah. with, like, the... the the open garage with the roof on it we, that's the garage right. building right um, totally one story yellow um i think that helps so much it uh, does if if you put that specific in there yeah that's a really good point and you can even get more specific like i've noticed on miramar for example there's a lot of buildings where it's like the first story is painted white and the second story is painted blue right yeah so just say it you know that, yeah, that, yeah, totally. That blue and white two-story one, uh-huh. right? Or I'll, or sometimes on Erangel, there's a building that just has like a blue border on the bottom, mm-hmm. but it's a white building, and it's better to say blue bottom building, like, right? Uh, or blue roof building, or green roof long house, yeah, you know, yeah, green roof barn, right? Yeah. Exactly, it's another one we use all the time. So yeah, no, you're so right, Tim. And when you play with people regularly, it's nice to have a shorthand for these things. You, yeah. you kind of get to know it. Like, for example, in our squad, we started to institute the wacky jacky 
Yeah. And that's just a particular kind of building structure that you find on Miramar that Wacky Jackie really likes. So we call it the Wacky Jackie. And that's how we know it. Um, so, you know, they're not always going to be the same between squads, but it's a good idea to just start working on that. You know what really confused me is um, some of our squad mates stopped calling the wizard towers wizard towers and started calling them harry potters <laughs> and i was like what the fuck i don't know what a harry potter is <laughs> and so Just... that one that one turned me off i was like i that's a wizard tower to me i don't even know really why it looked i'm not quite sure why they call it a wizard tower yeah apparently I... it looks like a wizard but nobody's I, i'm really with you it, it never looked like a wizard tower to me <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> i mean the, the good news is if you call it a wizard tower, it at least has the word tower in it, and it looks like a tower to me, that's so that's good fine. Enough. Sometimes it's good enough. <laughs> yeah. And then, of course, this should seem obvious, but uh, people still forget to do it, is tell people which window people are in. Yeah. So, like, you know, you'll be, like, second story, second window from the left, yeah. right? Or it's important to know if they're moving around. Like, they're on the second story. They keep popping out of different windows. Yeah. That's a great call out. And I'm from the Midwest, and I do directionals all the time in my daily life. And so a lot of the times I'll find myself saying south side of the building. Mm, um, yeah. And it's only on Erangel where I'm able to do that because I know Erangel better. Mm -hmm. um, and I'm more situated directionally. But yeah, south side, second story or something like that, um, just in case my teammates are all over the place. Right, right. Yeah, anyway, there's, there's so many kinds of call-outs you can make, and we're not going to hit them all today. But the moral of the story is it's better to say more and to be more specific than to say less and be more vague. Um, and it's really like if the information that you're giving is relevant, it's not going to annoy your teammates. It's going to help them. Yeah. And people are going to be really happy if you give a good call out. So it's something to, to it's worth working on. I, I just can't overstate the value of a good call out. Neither can I. Yep. I, I always appreciate a good call out. Yeah. Yeah. It, it really can and often does make the difference between winning and losing. Yeah. So just keep working on it. Um, keep developing a shared language in your squad and you'll get better and better at it. And that's what we're trying to do here at Winner Winner Podcast is just help you get better every single week. And uh, we're going to keep coming back at you with these episodes. So, um, yeah, thanks for joining us again for another week. We always love talking with you and hearing from you. So um, join us in our Discord channel and uh, send us an email at winnerpodcast at gmail.com. And, you know, we our community is growing and we'd love to see it continue to grow. So please just share this show with your friends. Um, leave us a review on iTunes. We always love that. Subscribe to us on iTunes. You know, maybe share our material on a, on a forum you like to go to. Or you can always support us at our Patreon account, which is wonderful. We love our Patreon supporters. Anyway, thank you so much for joining us. And thank you, Tim. It's been super awesome to have you on this podcast. I, totally a great time. And Robin's gone for a month. So yeah. maybe I should just take over. For Ma yeah, maybe it'll just be the Arjuna and Tim podcast. Yeah, we can do that for a little while. I think <laughs> just see what happens. It'll be a popularity contest. Totally. Yeah. yeah. Oh, I have to say, it's been really fun 
playing with your podcast listeners. Mm, um, awesome. Yeah, it's been interesting meeting some new people. Um, people are very good and they're very respectful. Um, and I think that that's really cool that you're engaging with a, a quality group of human beings who enjoy playing a, a video game. Like, that's pretty cool. Dude, you guys heard what the man said. Um, yeah. That's awesome, Tim. And you guys are all awesome. I, I couldn't agree more. It's been really fun getting in games on the Discord. Um, it's actually, it's been one of the highlights of this podcast for me, really, is getting to know you guys better. So, um, yeah, just keep keep chatting, keep giving us a shout out, keep hopping in that LFG channel, and we will look forward to catching you next time. Okay, Xbox players, get a keyboard. Bye-bye. So you may have noticed that the music that we're using for this episode is different than the stuff we usually use, and that's actually because we're listening to Tim's band, Gazelles. Um, so tell us about that, Tim. Uh, hey guys, yeah, so um, I play in a four-piece instrumental post-rock band called Gazelles. Um, it's stylized to where the S in the word is surrounded by parentheses because why the fuck not because you guys are just that cool <laughs> uh features violins and, and lots of fun rhythms and stuff like that anyways um yeah nice emotional moody um aggressive hopeful post-rock for your beautiful eardrums um, you can find us on spotify and bandcamp and facebook um gazelles like the animal um I guess it's easier if you know that our Facebook link is facebook.com backslash gazelle with three S's at the end. So G-A-Z-E-L-L-E-S-S-S. Because two just weren't enough. I don't know. We're stupid. (laughs) (laughs) So, yeah, these guys have been making a, a, you know, cool showing in Eugene, Oregon, where we live. And um, they're on the up and up, man. You guys just released a really beautiful vinyl record. Yeah, we recorded that record at Rancho de la Luna in Joshua Tree, California. Uh, famed studio, uh, home of Queens of the Stone Age, Arctic Monkeys, Kurt Vile, PJ Harvey, Dunning Sessions. I mean, come on. So, yeah, that's about as legit as it gets. And, um, yeah, they're just really great guys and... Uh, and gal. And gal, right? Yeah. Well, you know, guys, gender neutral, right? <laughs> Actually, I had a long discussion about this recently, so yeah. we'll save it for next week. <laughs> yeah, next next week's episode, but anyway. Um, so, yeah, guys, just, uh, you know, you guys. Y'all. Plural, y'all. Um, check them out and send them some support and, and buy your friends a record. They will appreciate it. Cool. Thank you very much, and we'll catch you guys next week. Bye-bye. Thank you.